Now is the time to accelerate innovation. T-Mobile for Business is powering Formula One Las Vegas Grand Prix operations and epic fan experiences with secure, reliable 5G connectivity. Because an event this big and this fast deserves a network that can set the pace. See what our 5G advanced network solutions can do for your business at T-Mobile.com slash now. View 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. Introducing the first ever Grand Highlander, a mid-sized SUV with the ideal combination of space, performance, style, and advanced tech. The roomy Grand Highlander boasts three spacious rows with available seating for up to eight. It's available 362 horsepower. Hybrid Max powertrain on limited and platinum trims delivers the power, acceleration, and efficiency so your family can take on any adventure. There's even a standard digital key, a panoramic view mirror, and a 12.3-inch multimedia touchscreen so you always arrive on time. Live life grander in the first-ever Toyota Grand Highlander. Learn more at toyota.com slash Grand Highlander. With AT&T in-car Wi-Fi, stay connected wherever you go and transform your vehicle into a dependable Wi-Fi hotspot. Powering applications like real-time GPS and voice assistant, navigation becomes a breeze. Even on the practice field, AT&T in-car Wi-Fi keeps you connected while in proximity of your vehicle. Work, stream shows, or finish homework without missing a beat. See if you're eligible for a free trial at att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi. Don't let connectivity be a roadblock in your journey. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't get distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. Today. Fantasy Freaks and Geeks, what's up? We welcome you into the NFL Fantasy Live podcast. James Coe here with you, joined alongside, oh my goodness, what a great cast of characters. We have Dave I like the jazz stuff. But we, uh, you heard the voice of the wide receiver prognosticator, Matt Harmon. What's going on, man? How you doing? Not much. Just doing some cleanup right now on all these fantasy teams that I don't care about. <laughs> like, all right, let me go. Let me go and make sure I actually can field a lineup because I forgot to do waivers. Obviously. Well, we know there's at least one that you do care about. Yeah, but that was that one. I've, that's what I'm saying. I took care of that oh, one. Okay. On right. Tuesday. Priorities. Right. Like that was. A prior well, I should say it was like a priority. Like after after getting back from having a few beers, I'm like, oh, let me do this before I fall asleep. There you go. So that's as, that's about as much of a priority as I can put forth. I like it. I like that you're cleaning up on Thursday as well. That's that's well, that's like yeah, these are all the, the ones. That's like all right, these are the ones I don't care about. Who, well, you that's know, typically my move too. Is also I'm so busy on like Tuesday and Wednesday, it comes yeah. to Thursday, and then when I get all my content out. The podcast is done. I'm kind of coasting into the weekend, and I'm like. Oh, right. I have like 11 lineups I so should set. And I'm like, ridiculous. oh, cool. I've got five people 100%. on buys. Let's see who's uh, available. Right, exactly. It's like, <laughs> okay, wow, I'm playing this guy still. Wow, what, what am I doing yeah, here? Yeah, I have a few leagues where I put in my claims right away. Yeah. Like uh, the Fantasy Live League. Got that big matchup with Fabs coming up. Oh, baby. Yeah, you got to make sure you the get toilet your, bowl. your second <laughs> win. The toilet bowl. Uh, I have, here we go. I have three wins now. Thank you. <laughs> wow. <laughs> what is it? So that's last place it's versus three, second last place? Three and seven versus three and seven. <laughs> oh, it's God. the battle for last place. Oh, God. I think whoever. Whoever, whoever loses should have to quit. <laughs> 
A retirement match. Wow. Yes! Wow. It's a retirement match. Is that a thing they did in wrestling? Of, of course. Absolutely. Uh, it never worked, of course, but all that's right. okay. Uh, that was the whiz kid from Wisconsin. How you doing, Alex? I'm doing all right. Okay, that's good. Uh, franchise, what's cracking, pal? Yo, I got my coffee and uh, in your Beatles cup, my Beatles mugs, yeah, and everyone's I'm making fun of me for band. attack. Everyone's like, yeah, you, you, you're Beatles guy. Well, I, yeah. I, I had oh my oh. god. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to have to do Whoa. anything today. Okay, that's getting beeped out. All right. And now, now that's the first time I've ever done that. Now I need Whoa. to do even more work. Sorry, Tampos. <clears throat> Erica Tampos. What do you? What do you? You throw a beep in there, right? <laughs> oh, like it's so easy. You just throw. A beep you in throw there. your own beep in there, then. <laughs> wow. <laughs> oh. Should we stop down or should we just keep no. going? Let's no. Keep no going. Right, I am, yes, I am a Beatles guy. Yes. yes of course let's move on. Down. Have you listened to this podcast? Do we ever stop down? No. What's wrong with you? I'm going to have a heart attack. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's week, it's week 11 and the DGAF is setting in. Wow. We're still Woo! here to help. We are I'm here. sorry. With your, with your pals, your casual speaker. <laughs> Producer speak Erica, the worst cannon, Erica Tamposi, how you doing? Uh, you had a, uh, a big night last night. Yeah, I did. Yeah. Feeling good. How you feeling this morning? <laughs> feeling good. Looking, good. looking better. Hell yeah. yeah. I could it. never tell. <laughs> yeah. She uh, informed us there was a pit stop on the way to work here on Venice Boulevard. Oh, it lovely. Was. For oh a nice boy. coffee. Yeah. yeah. Had to, yeah. And I got my ginger ale sipping over here. <laughs> <laughs> so you're so you're a ginger ale person <laughs> with, with the hangover. It's no, it, it was it's I was desperation at this point. Okay. Uh, okay. Upset stomach, man, yeah, ginger ale. I, I guess that's fair. I'm a, a Gatorade person, no matter what. Yeah, yeah. For some reason, though, it was Listen, the only thing I could steal from the huddle in time I mean, before they noticed. I had to, <laughs> I had an Uber off. stop at a gas station so I could get a five-hour energy drink one morning because I was. What just the so last wrecked. thing? If I was hungover or feeling like no, gross, it's, no, five-hour energy. Oh, it, no, it, no, 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 five hours great for you, huh? All that snap, B12? You snap into, oh, okay, snap well, into action. You guys just do the pod. Like I'll be back. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, be sure I'll to, wrap we'll up. Be sure to note other beeps in the future. Yeah, yeah. I'm telling you. The B12 in the in the five hour, really? Oh, lifesaver! So, uh, f bombs and uh, hangover. <laughs> <touch>. <laughs> what? what a start! What a Yikes. start! We should put a uh, franchise in the Pro Bowl. <laughs> sure, I'll be there. <laughs> we'll put them in the Pro. Bowl. Please we do. We should put them in the Pro Bowl. Um, all right, so we got a big time show in front of us here today. Uh, by the way, four teams on a bye: Carolina, Indianapolis, the Jets, <laughs> and the Niners. Those four teams. On a buy, uh, just as a friendly reminder, if you're looking for those replacements, we will get you in the podcast today. Uh, we've got trade calls. We've got deep sleepers. We will tell you why Teron Ward is a possible deep sleeper uh, this week. Today we're going to be talking about uh, NGS stats, as we always do on a Thursday, but air yards today. Air yards, what are they? Why are they important? We shall explain, and of course we will get to every damn game as well. But we start your show, as we always do, with your top headlines. News, 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 news. Breaking news. Break, break. News. Uh, we'll start in Buffalo. Tyrod Taylor benched. Not. Benched in favor of rookie Nathan Peterman. They're taking on the Chargers this Sunday. Uh, I will start by asking Bills, what y'all doing? What? Yeah. I don't understand. I, and, and it's funny to me because this is what I tweeted out yesterday. It's weird that. Every single football person likes Tyrod Taylor as yeah. a quarterback, except the Bills. Mm. Yeah, it's very weird. 
Um, and I'm not saying they love. I'm not saying everyone loves Tyrod Taylor. I'm not saying Tyrod is some top five quarterback in this league. But in a league where AJ McCarron is fetching a second and a third, right? Yeah. You're telling me in this league, Tyrod. I mean, Tyrod Taylor is a good quarterback. Yeah. There's this stat yesterday that our research team sent us: quarterbacks with ten plus touchdowns yes. and three or fewer interceptions this season. The list is Tom Brady, Alex Smith, Aaron Rodgers, and Tyrod Taylor. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. He's in good company with that. And look at his receivers. Mm-hmm. I, I, just, I know. And they just what's got happening here? Charles Clay just got healthy. They just added Kelvin Benjamin. It's just it's crazy. This is bad news and for the not, fantasy outlook it, of the whole team, though. You've got a rookie quarterback coming in, making his first start. Indeed. They're for uh, sure. on the road against a, a defense that has a lot of really good pieces, has been, has been playing pretty well of late. And they're getting healthier, too. They're getting healthier on defense. It's just it's bad news bears. I'm not starting anybody on the Bills. This Shady? Season. No. Nothing? No. Because you figure, even with Nathan Peterman in there, Shady, I know he's been getting volume, but you got to figure he's going to be getting even more volume. I guess. The problem is that that never normally holds up. Like, uh, it's just downgrading the quarterback position is usually a net negative. I know we Indeed. often, like, think, oh, well, now they'll just lean on the run game. But the problem is they get – if you have a bad – an even worse quarterback out there, you, uh, you're you going to get game scripted out at the running back position. Good news for McCoy is I think he has a good floor as a pass catcher. Sure. Obviously. Yeah. So – I'm still would still be playing McCoy, but not liking his outlook for the rest of the season the as much Chargers, as they did a few days ago. The Chargers have been pretty bad against the run. Uh, they've given up over a thousand yards already uh, to running backs. It's the second most in the NFL, second only to the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, they've also given up a ton. I mean, just a ton of production through the air to running backs as well. Nearly 500 yards through the air. Uh, to running back so they have been gashed pretty much everywhere uh, they've given up the second most receptions only second to the San Francisco 49ers so um, it, it's on paper anyways a great matchup for Shady McCoy I, I mean obviously it's hard to get away from him especially given um, just the I'm super concerned the about state the, of the running I'm super back concerned position. about the game script though too the Bills the Bills defense has given up 81 points the last two weeks oh. to the Jets and the Saints right like uh, they they could fall behind and like we were talking about, you talk about Shady's floor as a pass catcher he has six targets three catches and eleven yards the yeah. last two weeks yeah he got blanked in terms if you of go receiving ba- he has thirty three yards total receiving the last three weeks like it's the the floor I mean unless it's PPR because he had I mean he had blanked two weeks ago against the Jets but he had six five six three seven six five catches so PPR that could help but like the the San Diego offense could move should theoretically, unless Kellen Clemens is in there under center because Phillip might have a concussion. Right. All bets are off, but they should be able to move the ball relatively easily against this Bills defense, and then that just could take the entire ball out of Shady's hands. I hear that. Absolutely, 100%. Let's stay in this game. You just mentioned it. Phillip Rivers, concussion protocol. He did practice Wednesday in a limited uh, fashion on Wednesday again, so he is anticipated to practice on Thursday. We're taping Thursday morning, so uh, the Chargers have not practiced yet, but um, level of concern there, I, I it's weird to me, too. I, I was surprised that he popped up on the concussion protocol. I don't remember him taking a big hit. Um, and certainly he didn't leave that game last week I- against the Jaguars. So I was uh, surprised to see him on there. I- am I being, um, I don't know, a little cavalier and just assuming that the Iron Man Philip Rivers, will, will play in this game franchise? Yeah, I mean, concussions are weird. You yeah, never know. Are. And it popped up late, which, like you said, was a shock. So um, I also think that's good, you know what I mean? Yeah, that's not yeah. a good sign. Uh, so I think if you're a Philip Rivers owner and you're planning on starting him against the Bills, you know, 
they've struggled on defense the last few weeks. Right. Uh, have a backup plan and let it not be Kellen Clemens. <laughs> 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 but have have someone else on your roster going into Sunday just in case you wake up be, in the morning and Philip Rivers is out. That you would never be, know. That'd be tough, man. Yeah. That would be tough. Ben Harmon, your thoughts on you know Philip Rivers possibly missing, or, and if he does, what does it mean for the offense? Because i got to be honest with you, man. I really, really dig this matchup for the Chargers, but if Philip Rivers is not there, all of a sudden it looks a hell of a lot worse. <laughs> yeah, I mean, forget about it. If Cal yeah. Clemens is in there, I mean, for God's sakes, when's the last time we saw that guy? He's been in the league forever. Right. But when is the last time we saw him do anything meaningful? I have no idea. So, <laughs> I, have no idea. Uh, I, I don't I would, do, would not want anything to do with anybody on the Chargers if Kellen Clemens is out there. I guess, obviously, Melvin Gordon under the same principle that we're just talking about with Shady McCoy. And like, right. who are you going to bench him for? You know, Wayne Gallman? Give me a break. I don't know. But so, yeah. <laughs> that's really it, though. That's it. It makes me sad because if it was Philip Rivers and Tyrod and, and their normal offenses, yeah. this could be a shootout here. I yeah. mean, the Bills really struggling defensively. The Chargers, yes, they've gotten better. Uh, but certainly they have struggled in certain areas as well. It, it just To me, at least when the week started, it looked like on paper this could be a great shootout and all of your fantasy assets could be you know, um, paying bills. If you know oh, I see what you did there. <coughs> all right, uh, we'll go to Dallas. Zeke Elliott, I'm sorry, that was bad. Yeah. Uh, Zeke <laughs> I was close to walking out. I liked it. Well, that's how you know it was bad. <coughs> yeah, all right. <laughs> All right, uh, Zeke Rude. Elliott. I feel attacked. Yeah, very attacked. Uh, <laughs> Zeke Elliott has withdrawn his appeal. How he is doing this between his vigorous uh, out-of-country training in secret. I, I don't know how he's doing it. It just sounds like he's so busy. Uh, but the saga is over. Thank God. Let's move on. Let's move on. Speaking of the <laughs> Cowboys, linebacker Sean Lee, questionable versus Philadelphia. Research dug this up for me. In the three games, Lee has either missed fully or partially. The Cowboys have given up. Uh, almost double the rush yards, 80, compared to 153 when Lee was either hurt or missing, um, and almost oh, double the points, too. Yeah. The defense has given up 18 points when Sean Lee is in. In the three games, he has either missed fully or partially. The Cowboys have given up 32 points in those three games on average. So uh, certainly uh, against Philadelphia, a, a high-scoring offense, and it doesn't look like Sean Lee's going to play, this is good. I yeah. mean, if you've got Philadelphia assets – Fire him up. Very much a difference maker, Sean. Sean Lee is. You know, he's he's that type of defensive player. Uh, so absolutely. I mean, this this game is already super appealing from the Eagles' perspective, anyways. Right. Uh, I think you want to side in on getting all of your main Eagles guys in. Obviously, I think even your ancillary pieces. Uh, yeah. I mean, depending on who like who you're who you're saying is ancillary, like Matt Collins. Are we talking Matt Collins I'm, type? Uh, Tory Smith. No, I was thinking Legarrette Blount. Okay. Yeah, I can see that. I'm all in on Jay Ajayi this week. I think he's going to go ham. Okay. I mean, and we saw Corey Clement get work in the passing game as well. I, I don't know. I, I'm interested. Uh, I'm interested in all three of those backs. I mean, obviously Clement is the furthest down, but mm -hmm. I'm, I'm interested in all three backs if you're looking for a deep play. Uh, Devontae Freeman still in the concussion protocol. He did not practice Thursday or won't practice Thursday, rather. Uh, his availability not looking great yeah. uh, in this uh, in that game. So um, if you have Devontae Freeman, uh, Alex Gellahar, how do you work around it? <laughs> Cry in the shower because <laughs> yeah. I have Freeman in a bunch of leagues, and yeah. they're just the wave wire is thin for running backs, man. Good like, Lord. If you, if you missed out on getting one of the big guys uh, this past weekend. So hopefully you can scoop up like an Orleans Dark War or something because Tevin Coleman's already going to be on somebody's roster in your league. It's and very good you're point. not going to be able to pick him up. And Taron Ward, I mean, he got into the mix a little bit, but I, it's going to be the Coleman show this I would weekend. imagine. 
It's okay. also it's the Monday night game, so like you can't really wait you're, to see. You I mean, have to JD McKissick, brutal. maybe you have to start. Yeah, unless you're like that desperate, but you got to start somewhat Sunday. All right, there you go. D.D. Westbrook for the Jaguars expected to play for Jacksonville this week versus Cleveland. He told the Jacksonville area radio station that he has high expectations for himself. Quote, Quite high. <laughs> I love this. Quote for me, and this has nothing to do with the Browns at all. But my expectation is a 200-yard receiving game. Wow. Go get it, Didi Westbrook. So, uh, as our uh, dearly departed friend Marcus Grant once said, uh-huh. uh, it's nice to want things. <laughs> it's very nice it's good to, to want, want things. things. All right, so let me throw it out to the group here. Uh, Didi Westbrook obviously has high expectations for himself. He showed well in the preseason. He's got terrific college game tape as well. Um, Taking on the Browns, who have obviously struggled against the pass. I, I this is what I've advised. I can't see the Cleveland Browns. They might get shut out in this game. I mean, there's at least a, a good possibility of them getting shut out. What that means to me, anyways, is that the Jaguars will go back to what got them all those wins in the early season, right? Yeah. They're going to lean on Leonard Fournette all day long. Uh, a friend of mine was asking, hey, should I play Blake Bortles because it's a great matchup? I said, I, I really wouldn't because I don't think there's going to be volume there. If Blake Bortles throws the ball 20 times in this game, I would be surprised. Am I – I guess I'll, I'll throw it out to you guys. Am I, am I being too aggressive in my projections for the running game for, for Jacksonville? It's worth having a discussion because Cleveland has legitimately had a great run defense all yeah, year. If, for, if one thing they've done well, it, it has been defending – the ground game while while giving up the highest touchdown rate in the NFL to to pass it to quarterbacks. So I don't know. I mean, I think Bortles can give you a fine floor this week. Uh, and then in terms of DD Wet, which is weird to say for Blake Bortles, but he has right. kind of he has kind of been that guy. The last like of four late. weeks, he's yeah. got like what like two hundred and forty or so yards and a touchdown. Two forty, three thirty, two fifty nine, and two seventy three. And only one of those games did he have multiple turnovers. And so, most of nice. those were without. Leonard Fournette or with an inf- ineffective Leonard Fournette. Correct. Yeah. And on DD we- on the DD Westbrook side, like I've kind of gone back and forth on the DD Westbrook thing. Cause I thought he was like, just uh, he's a real splash player and that's it as in terms of what he was as a college player. But right. you know, we've also like gotten undersized guy, very right. quick, big, right. big play guy. So for me, for the longest time, I've been like, I don't understand why people are asking about him because he's likely a low volume receiver in a low volume passing offense. That's super volatile as an individual. Uh, however, Alan Hearns is now hurt. Right, yeah, that, he's probably not going to play. Yeah, that definitely opens things up for Westbrook, who did flash really well in the preseason. And I mean, look, many people, myself included, have talked about Marcus Goodwin all season. And the only difference here is that the 49ers throw the ball a lot more than Jacksonville. But other than that, it's really the same situation. Okay. So you don't feel too bad about somebody rolling out D.D. Westbrook? I don't know that I want to roll him out. Unless you're super desperate and you need a, you can deal with like the fact that you can either you can either get 15 or zero points out of yeah. this spot. Yeah, Marquise needs the play if you need yeah. to put a wide receiver in. For DD this might game. be like a good value DFS play or something. Okay. That's fair, but I would just say he's probably worth an ad. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, he's worth an ad, but probably don't want to play. There you go. Will Fuller. Speaking of explosive wide receivers, he has been ruled out for the Houston Texans. Blaine Gabbert took first team reps for the Cards. Final decision on Friday. Cards take on Houston. Curtis Samuel ankle placed on IR. Speaking of the Panthers, Greg Olson expected back for week 12. All right, going back to Seattle, CJ Procise ankle injury placed on IR as well. It seems as if there's some kind of race between CJ Procise and Chris Carson 
to come back off IR. I, I know that created a little bit of buzz uh, in the fantasy streets. Uh, the reports that Chris Carson may be available, but according to Pro Football Doc, it's just he doesn't anticipate Chris Carson being able to come back at all. He, he says it's it's a near impossibility. So yeah. take all that information as you will. Pro Football Doc has been, uh, and he'll let you know, he's been pretty accurate uh, <laughs> about these injuries as well. So I do like that he always prefaces it with. Uh, I don't want to be right on this one, but, but I'm here I am. Be right, yeah. yeah, he's, uh, <laughs> yeah. Car- Carson's yeah, still the leading rusher for the Seahawks in terms of the running backs. No, he is not. Gross. Yeah, he is. His 208 rushing yards still leads the, ru- <laughs> the backfield. Obviously, Russell Wilson leads the team, but he hasn't played since week four. Amazing. Thomas Rawls has 100. He's 125 rushing yards on the year. Amazing. And with his 17.5 rush yards per game, he just needs just over four more in terms of his season average to catch Chris Carson. Unbelievable. That's <clears throat> I looked at the gross. numbers hard on that one. That is that's pretty crazy. That is pretty crazy. All right, let me tell you about a great company called Oil Can Hancock's Man Spray. Ditch the expensive colognes and overpowering teenage body sprays and get yourself some Oil Can Hancock's Man Spray. It is built in America with pride, crafted for those who aren't afraid to get dirty and keep going all available at a great price plus for a limited time you can use the code nfl fan 30 again that's nfl fan 30 for 30 percent off your order plus free shipping at www.buy it's a hefty percentage off hell yeah that's a good deal buy och.com oil can hancocks has you covered guaranteed all right use the code again nfl fan 30 <coughs> for 30 percent off your order plus free shipping at buyoch.com. All right, let's get to trade calls. NFL.com slash trade calls. Trade calls. Buy, buy, buy. Trade. Sell, sell, sell. Trade calls. Here we go. <laughs> We've got Matt Franchise, the author of trade calls. Uh, part of uh, your column this week, you say buy Jay Ajay. Give yeah, me buddy. The, give me the reasoning behind it. I made a trade for Jay Jai in my Atta league baby. of record the other day. There you go. You feeling uh, good about it? I'm feeling good about it. So, basically, you know, we saw him come into the Eagles like five days ahead of their week nine game. They gave him eight carries. He he averaged like nine yards per carry at that 46-yard run. Uh, since then, they've had the bye week off for him to study the offense, get integrated, sure. uh, you know, learn the playbook. Everything coming out of Philadelphia this week – Doug Peterson, all the beat reporters point to J.J. having a bigger role starting this week against Dallas. You mentioned Sean Lee's out. That's good for J.J. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, I think they're just – Peterson said himself they're going to increase his workload every week as the season goes on. I don't think they would have gone out and traded for this guy if they didn't want him, him. Yeah. yeah, to be a major part of this offense. He's a three-down back that, you know, they, they don't have because they have LeGarrette Plant, like you mentioned, Corey Clement. Sproles has been out. Yeah. Uh, they've been using Wendell Smallwood in the passing game. So Jai can do all the things that all these guys combine to do, um, and I just think he's more talented than all of them. Uh, and the Eagles are one of the most run-heavy teams in the league. They're averaging 136 rush yards per game, over 31 yards per carry, uh, 31 rush attempts per game. Right. All of this bodes well for Jai's outlook going forward. 
and in weeks 14, 15, and 16, which is the fantasy playoffs, right. he's got favorable matchups against the Rams, Giants, and Raiders, who are all susceptible oh, are all to nice. uh, running back fantasy points. Uh, the talent level is certainly there. As you pointed out, the scheduling is there. The mm -hmm. offensive uh, opportunities for touchdowns yep. will certainly be there with Philadelphia as well. All of those things trending in the right direction for Jay And if you believe in narratives, think about this too. After his week one benching last year, remember when he got left in Miami yeah, for that game? Yeah. He was motivated after that. Right. Right. So I wonder if he's motivated again. Does he come in with a good attitude? Because if, if we know anything about J.H.I. is that he doesn't necessarily have uh, the best attitude. Right. Uh, and so if he comes in with a great attitude and is motivated by this trade, watch out. Yeah, Watch yeah, it. and I think he is. He's on a team where he thinks, you know, they have a shot at a nice playoff run here. They're the best team in the league. And it's just interesting because Adam Gase was kind of uh, throwing him under the bus a little bit. Right, 100%. And, and this week, Doug Peterson was like, oh, he's smart. Talking like, he up, picks yeah. up the game quickly. So it's a sharp contrast of what the coaches are saying about this guy. So, so by Jay you're saying sell. Oh, man, you're going for the big names. I love it. Man. Sell A.J. Green. Let's go. I know. Look, look, A.J. Green is the wide receiver three in fantasy right now. Right. And by the way, can we just talk about like where these guys rank too? It's like it's crazy who's in the top 10 of running backs, who's in the top 10 of wide receivers, who's in the top 10 of tight ends. It's it's almost like this is a year where you only need to really have two or three good games to be in the top yes. ten. There hasn't been real a real consistent guy. You yes. know what I'm saying? Yeah, right. that that has been the the theme of this season to me, especially at the wide receiver position. I mean, you got guys like T. Y. Hilton up there, and you've wanted to start him like three weeks out of the year. That's a very good. I point. think Chris Hogan was like a top ten guy, and he's missed like two games, and yeah. he's only fallen down to like the twenties now. Uh, I mean, Green is a wide receiver three, and yes. he's failed to put up more than 42 receiving yards in three of his last four games. And that in, that includes <laughs> the game no he sense. got ejected from uh, against the Jaguars, but he only had yeah. one catch at, like, halftime right. in that game. So, yes, I'm saying sell, sell A.J. Green because yes. he's a big name. You'll, you'll be able to get good value for him. He's in an his his elite talent. I'm not knocking his talent. Of he's course. an elite wide receiver, but it's being wasted in Cincinnati. They're averaging 203 pass yards per game, which is sixth worst sixth worst in the league. Uh, we see Brandon LaFell out there getting more targets than AJ Green. Like I don't know what they're doing in Cincinnati and his upcoming uh, his upcoming schedule in the fantasy playoffs. They yes. play the Broncos, Steelers, Bears, and Vikings. Oh, thank you. That's four really good pass defenses that I don't think Andy Dalton will be able to move the ball against. Of course, Green can get you that big play. I think he had a 70-yard touchdown last week, but that was his first real spike week in a month. So he's just – he's just his ceiling is limited by the lack of production in this offense, and I think you can sell him now before the playoffs with that bad schedule – get some depth for, for a championship run in your playoff. And in, as you mentioned, he did have a – it's a great time to sell if you're looking to sell A.J. Green. Yeah. Because he did have that spike week. Correct. Sell and high. So you're thinking, oh, yeah, A.J. Green, he's back. Right. A.J. Green's a top three wide receiver, as you mentioned. Uh, but I think the logic of where you're going, I like that as well. Tough schedule, plus the offensive line for Cincinnati has really been ravaged by injuries. And, and trades and free agency or whatever it might be. Their O-line is just horrific. Yes. That being said, the offense looks like it's a complete disaster zone. So touchdown upside might be limited for A.J. Green moving forward as well. 100%. So, uh, as we know, touchdowns the lifeblood of fantasy football. I kind of like where you're going in terms of the logic here. It's a great at least sell-high candidate uh, as you have And noticed. he's a huge name, so you'll be able to get some value exactly. for him. Exactly. Yeah. I like that as well. All right, NFL.com slash trade calls if you'd like to read some other names that he has 
on his great trade calls column. All right, let's get it to deep sleepers now. Matt Harmon, we'll start with you. What do you got, deep sleepers? Hell yeah, Bruce Ellington week. Yeah, buddy. So we've got uh, the <laughs> Houston Texans. Look, everybody knows I love Bruce Ellington. Yes, long, you do. long time, long you time do. favorite. Yeah. Uh, but he's played well this year in Houston. So much so, even that Bill O'Brien said, "Look, this guy's balling for us. We should probably get him the ball more." Yeah. Uh, you know, he hasn't been obviously a big fantasy producer because you know, he's a, like a third receiver in an offense that now has Tom Savage. But he has played well in his assignments. Now he should get more work this week because uh, the Houston Texans are going to face the Arizona Cardinals. Patrick Peterson likely shadows DeAndre Hopkins. We've seen all year that ancillary receivers and number two guys have uh, just ripped through Arizona. And Bruce Ellington should be number two, the number two this week because Will Fuller is likely to miss this game after getting hurt again uh, in last week's game. So Ellington, somebody that is available on waiver wires, as I was doing my scan through some waiver wires, definitely added him up. Uh, <laughs> and we'll be playing him in a lot of spots on Sunday. I think you can expect a pretty good floor and a, p a potential ceiling in, in this game. Both of his touchdowns have come when Will Fuller hasn't been in the lineup. So Ooh, trends. Nice. Trends, baby, let's go. You have him in the rundown as Bruce – Ellingoat? Well, <laughs> that might be a little bit of a fanboy situation. Okay. but uh, It sounds like you're going to be voting for him for the Pro Bowl. Oh, speaking of. Obviously. <laughs> look, there's so much injustice in the world right now, including the benching of Tyrod Taylor. We might as well what do is, one just thing. I mean, that's right. And get Bruce Ellington to the Pro Bowl. Pro Bowl. Obviously, he deserves it. Let's do it. Fantasy. Obviously he it. Fantasy podcast listeners, let's do it. Let's get Bruce Ellington. Into the Pro Bowl. I'm making that push right now. Let's Hashtag vote Bruce. <laughs> Hashtag vote Bruce, Bruce. 20, 20, uh, 2017. Is it, 20, yes. is it 2018 Pro Bowl? Yeah, Why it's would it be 20, tw It's the 2018 Pro Bowl because that's the year that it is played in. Fine. Hashtag vote Bruce 2018. Yeah. That's Although I agree with you. It should be the 2017 Pro Bowl. Uh, the 2018 Pro Bowl, oh, speaking of, the vote is here. It's time to vote for your favorite players for the 2018 Pro Bowl in beautiful Orlando. Who do you want to see? Help your favorite players earn a coveted spot on the Pro Bowl roster. Like Bruce Ellington. Like Bruce Ellington. Who will you pick? All you got to do is go to the website. Vote today. NFL.com slash Pro Bowl Vote. It's so simple. NFL.com slash Pro Bowl Vote. Vote for Bruce Ellington. I like I, it. I wish we had like the, a big enough following and the clout to like actually – Weasel a player like Bruce Ellington into the that Pro would be Bowl. pretty incredible. Oh my god! I'll, I'll awesome. reach out to my many connections in the league and have some of the coaches yeah, okay, vote good. him in. Okay, that's and tweet so your trillions of followers yes. are aware. Yes, yeah. <laughs> obviously. <laughs> yeah, trillions of followers. Yeah, Matt Franchise. Yes, who do you got? Deep sleeper. Oh uh, well, we talked about Devonta Freeman likely being out with the con concussion Monday night. Yep. So. Uh, we saw Teron Ward get some work last week behind Tevin Coleman. Obviously, Tevin Coleman's a volume guy, Ward, but Ward had nine carries last week. He played 25% of the snaps in a backup role. Yeah. We know that Atlanta likes to rotate their running backs. Indeed. And, uh, you know, if you're if – He'll you're, get his looks. Yeah, he'll get his looks. If you're hanging on till Monday, maybe hoping Devonta Freeman uh, is healthy and then he's dubbed inactive and you go scoop Teron Ward, he'll, he'll get you 40 yards maybe. Sure. Why not? <laughs> Maybe uh, a possibility. Like I don't know. I mean, uh, hey, I we're mean, talking deep sleepers. Yeah. It's week eleven here, man. <laughs> Let's go. What do you What do you want? It's always me? great when you can throw a, just go. a hard yeah, maybe. I mean, he, he's no Pro Bowl candidate. But he's <laughs> no Bruce Sellington. I get it. <laughs> uh, you know, Whiskey from Wisconsin, Alex Gelhar. Give me a deep sleeper. Well, with uh, my fantasy breakout player of the year, Brian Hoyer, now backing up Tom Brady. I see. I need to find a different. Uh, Jeez. 
mediocre quarterback to prop up on this podcast. So yes. if he starts, Blaine Gabbert is <laughs> on the streaming radar. I love the if he starts preface. And well, this <laughs> always a good <laughs> sign. Once again, <laughs> we'll find out. I think Friday. Woo, we will. But uh, oh man, this is why. This is why. Let's go. The Houston secondary and defense in general has been ravaged with injuries, as we well know. Uh, they're allowing Indeed. nearly 250 passing yards per game, 19 passing touchdowns allowed. But why you love Gabbard in fantasy is he has some sneaky athleticism. Sneaky He's got athletic. some rushing upside. He does. Got that Konami He showed that in appeal. San Francisco, yes. Uh, exactly. In San Francisco, uh, he averaged eight rushes and 34 rushing yards per game in his five starts, had two rushing scores. He's not a great quarterback. He's going to trust his instincts and, like, scramble and run from time to time. So – you figure he's got some passing yardage upside. He's got some rushing upside as well. This could be a beautifully bad shootout. Gabbard Savage. shootout. Here Let's we go. go. Here we go. Let's do it. Ooh. So if you want a total discount DFS yes. play or you're in a 2QB league, or weren't you just considering picking up Gabbard in your Superflex super flex league? league. Well, yeah. I did I did pick him up uh, in Scott Fishbowl because I, I, lost, I lost Brian Hoyer and Sam Bradford <laughs> this year. Uh, so I was like, all right, let me add Drew Stanton. And just in case he gets benched at some point, Gabbard. I'm going to add Gabbard too. So, yeah, I'm rocking with Gabbard yeah, this week. Yeah, th he's going to be in the mix, bro. Okay. Cool. If he starts. <laughs> if he starts. <laughs> if he starts. That's deep. I like it, though. <laughs> That's deep for you. <laughs> he looked good in the preseason. <laughs> I mean, and, and the, like, in terms of what Gabbard does, which is, you know, not much, but – Last year, he like propped Jeremy Curley up to be like a stud receiver in fantasy to start the year. Curley had like 120 some targets. Yeah, yeah, crazy. He led the he led the team in receiving, even though he got there like five days before the season started when the universe took future Pro Bowler Bruce Ellington away from us. Aww. My, how times have changed. Indeed. Uh, but that should there. be good things for Larry Fitzgerald. Yeah, slot receiver too. So you know who I'm going to go with for a deep sleeper? Who that? I'm going to go with the backup tight end for the Kansas City Chiefs. Woo! Demetrius Harris. Wow. I already know where you're going with this, and I love it. <laughs> <laughs> they are taking on the New York football giants. Mm -hmm. Are they bad at covering tight ends? They are so bad. So bad. They are so bad at covering tight ends. And just because this is how fantasy works, yes. the giants will absolutely give up a touchdown to a tight end, but it will not be Travis Kelsey. Oh, I love this. Call. I love this. <laughs> like this, this is the type of analysis that I'm about right now. <laughs> so therefore, thereby, ergo, ergo, <laughs> it is Demetrius Harris who will be catching that damn touchdown, much to the chagrin of every single Travis Kelsey owner. Oh, gosh. And much to the chagrin. I of it, That'd be terrible. I feel like I want nothing more right now in this year than for the Giants to give up a touchdown to a tight end every week. Yes. I think yeah. that would just be 100% hilarious. But I so badly want this to happen. Demetrius Harris. Because <laughs> I want to just inject fantasy Twitter's <laughs> tilt right into my bloodstream and have that feed me life for the rest of my existence because wow. that is just going to be awesome. By the way, Demetrius Harris has caught 43.8% of his targets this year. Huh. Which is so bad. Which for is time. pretty bad. Uh, Which is not, so not on the hands team. That is. No. Yeah. That is. I've seen him. I mean, so bad. For I just wanted to look that up because, like, I've seen him make some just egregious errors. I feel Absolutely. like he has a touchdown this year. He he, he caught a touchdown week one against the Patriots. There yeah. you go. Boom. So there we go. Demetrius Harris, deep sleeper. Go get it. It's gonna Love be, it. That's going to be so awesome. Oh, it's going to be great. Uh, let's talk about NGS, next-gen stats. Um, and I've tried to incorporate more next-gen stats into our conversations, mostly because um, I get that the common you know, player doesn't 
care, maybe maybe doesn't know what it is. But just to me, I think it, it, this stuff is it's it's great. Um, and really, I feel as if here at NFL.com, we're we're really champions of NGS, and it's it's going to be very difficult for you to find if you can find it anywhere. Uh, NGS, you know, columns information. Uh, to this degree anywhere except on NFL.com. I think it gives us a competitive advantage, and therefore it should give you, uh, if you read our work, competitive advantage as well. All right, this week we focus in on something called Air Yards. Now, I get it. Uh, you've probably heard about – maybe you've heard about Air Yards. And uh, Josh Her- – how do you say his last Josh name? Hermsmeyer. Hermsmeyer. At Frisco Josh on Twitter. At Frisco Josh on Twitter. Um, he was a champion of Air Yards. As a matter of fact, he has a website called airyards.com. Yeah. Um, so this information that we're going to let you in on, you know, you can find it there. Airyards.com. Go fi- find him on Twitter yeah, as well. Josh really kind of pioneered the idea of even using Airyards yes. for fantasy like last season and really showed how predictive it is of wide receiver production. And, yeah, he writes a great like Airyards by low column. That yep. y- if you check that out, like it it hits pretty often. So it's pretty you good. definitely want to check out Josh's work. It's almost in a way, it's like, you know, right now, it used to be where targets was like, oh, who cares about targets? I only care if they actually catch the ball. Right. Well, no, it's, no, you need the opportunity. So targets became a, a great predictive measure of, uh, of fantasy success. In a way, too, now we're starting to see that air yards, in combination with targets, really uh, is pretty good in terms of predicting fantasy success, especially in standard scoring leagues where, you know, again, you don't get that point for a reception. So what is air yards? Uh, and let's start there. What is air yards, Matt Hart? So air yards is literally the distance from, like, how far the ball travels in the air. So, like, if you have a receiver who catches a 70-yard touchdown, but he only – but it was just on a quick slant five yards down the field. That's five air That's yards. just f- five air yards. Obviously, the run after the catch is the rest. So, it shows you much more like where they're getting targeted. You know, if you have a receiver who's averaging 16 yards per reception but only has, you know, 5.6 air yards per target, that shows you that he's getting the ball a lot more around the line of scrimmage. And so that's – and for NGS, obviously, we're tracking it you know, it's it's a standard stat that you can find in other places, like you said. But with NGS, obviously, we're tracking it literally from location to location with the right. players' chips and their shoulder pads. So it's really good. It's a good like measure of where they're getting targeted, which is really important for wide receivers, especially because they all play the position so differently. Uh, a great example is in Miami, and a franchise actually talked about this a little bit in his trade calls column. Uh, you know, Devontae Parker has been the guy who's getting all of the air yards volume. Yep. He's like 40%, I believe, is the, the last, last two weeks week. since he came back healthy. Yeah. And I mean, 40%. even on the season, he leads the team in percentage of team air yards. Right. Whereas Jarvis Landry has all these targets. But of course, we know Landry is an extreme example in that he gets the ball, you know, super close to the line of scrimmage. The reason I love bringing up that example, Parker versus Landry, is that it highlights beautifully what air yards is used to indicate, okay? Because take a look. Last two games, Devontae Parker versus Jarvis Landry. Last two games, okay? They both have 17 targets. They both have 11 receptions. The only difference is Parker has 142 yards. Meanwhile, Jarvis Landry has 74 yards. So nearly double uh, is what Parker has in terms of yardage. Now, uh, obviously, Landry has been the better – uh, fantasy asset in the last two weeks because of the touchdowns. Okay, that's fine. But as we know, predicting touchdowns is very, very difficult. What's not that, or I, what's less difficult anyways, is predicting 
yards and volume, volume, right? So this is where I'm saying, okay, so you take a look at this. It's the same number of targets. It's the same number of receptions. And yet Devontae Parker has so many more yards. Why is that? It's because of air yards. Yeah, it's a great way to use it in terms of, like, predicting a ceiling versus floor player. You know, Parker, obviously, if somebody's going to make a big play, it's going to be him down the field. We've seen him do that all year. Whereas Landry, like, yeah, he's going to get you those five catches, but, you know, if for yardage, it's not going to be as much. I'll give you one last mathematical example here, but uh, and this is kind of the way I look at it, but let's say, let's say Parker's getting two targets, and each of them are 50 yards downfield. Now, he only needs to connect on one to get a 50-yard game. Okay, fine. What does Jarvis Landry need to get if he if to get to 50 yards, well, he needs to catch six games, t- ten <laughs> catches. <laughs> he needs. I mean, literally, he needs about he needs like nine catches, literally, to get to like 50 yards. Right. I, I mean, you know, it's not. As a matter of fact, he has 11 receptions over the last two games. And he got 74. Okay, so uh, that's that's a lot. I mean, that is Gross. so much volume that you need to get to catch up to yeah. that yardage. And that's why we're saying so air yards is, per, is, a, is to, a great indicator. To actually put numbers on it, the only games where he's had more than 50 yards this year, he had 13 receptions, 8 receptions, and 7. That's not good. And so, ga- yeah, and so like game script could completely wreck that, whereas like if the Dolph- if this was a different team other than the Dolphins, right. you know, they get ahead. Uh, that's not a thing that Miami does. Uh, <laughs> and right. then like they're not throwing the ball a lot. Obviously, Jarvis is not going to get the targets he, he needs. And, and another way to look at uh, – Air yards is the percentage that the receiver owns of the teams. It, like air yards, the quarterback doles out. And you look at the top of the league, the top of the league in that metric. You've got Antonio Brown, DeAndre Hopkins, AJ Green, Des Bryant. You know all these true great receivers, right? True number ones. But then if you go a little further down the list, you're able to spot some of these sleeper guys. Like Robbie Anderson is yeah. up there Beautiful. in the top ten. Beautiful. Marquise uh, Goodwin was up Mar- there. Marquise Goodwin was up there for a while. Marquise Lee is up there, and these are guys that you know you've been able to pick up off the waiver wire. And when the team goes more pass heavy, so it's it, and that's what's great about it is it's more of an indicator of like okay, look. They might be only getting three targets per game or something, but if the team for some reason has to open it up like Jacksonville has over the last few weeks. We know who they're going to. Then we know who they're going to, and it, and it is Marquis Lee. And so that's why this stuff is really predictive. Uh, it just Again, it, it's a great descriptor of how the receiver plays, how they're used, and what kind of volume they're potentially going to get, which is all things that are really important. And, by the fans. way, a lot of this information is available to you for free. Like yeah. Harmon and James are doing good jobs uh, analyzing into their content, but nextgenstats.nfl.com. You can go, you can sort by week the whole season. Look at the targeted air yard percentage leaders, uh, you know, week That's to week so by, by the up. season. See who's trending up. It's all a lot of really useful information right there on that website that you guys can try to go to when you're making waiver claims, start sit decisions. Trades. And, uh, or trades and help yourself out. Totally. It's uh, nextgenstats.nfl.com, right? Correct. Correct. Okay, there you go. Nextgenstats.nfl.com. So get that out of the way. I, and, again, I, I know it's – it's not something that you're used to talking about, not something you're used to reading, not something that you're used to seeing. But I'm telling you, when you look at this information and start to get familiar with it, it really gives you an advantage yeah. in fantasy. It, it seems high level, and, and it can be, but after a while, it does become very intuitive, just pretty much like, all right, where are these guys getting the, the freaking football? You right. know what I mean? And also, by the way, you might not be familiar with it, but that means that your league mates probably aren't familiar with it That's either. That's exactly right. Because uh, they may not be listening to this podcast, which, come on, you should, you should <laughs> share the show. Share, <laughs> share the, show, the show, guys. Share the show. Uh, but that, <laughs> Don't so be again, so selfish. Gives you an gives you an edge to pick up guys like Robbie Anderson. That's exactly right. I love it. Okay, here we go. Let's go to EDG every damn game. NFL.com slash fantasy merchurps. Uh, actually, it's NFL. It's uh, NFL.com slash fantasy matchups, and Adam <laughs> Skelhart does a terrific job 
yes. analyzing these games. All right, let's get into it. The early games. Jags taking on the Browns. Alex Gelhar, what do you got? I mean, I feel like we've pretty much touched on everybody we need to in this game. Corey Coleman's coming back. Yeah, no? you're going you're to start him against AJ Boy and Jalen Ramsey? Okay, Jags, baby. He's certainly – pick him up. I would not start him this week. Okay, like, yeah, fair enough. It's – God awful match. It's a question I'm getting on Twitter. So right, right. Jag I know. It's just, it's just should I start Corey? God Coleman? awful match. Jags definitely D. worth adding, as you said. Jags D is going to have 40 fantasy points. <laughs> I mean, the, the <laughs> it real feels that way. You know what I mean? The the players you could we've mentioned you could stream Bortles. You're starting Fournette. Jags D is a great play. Uh, Isaiah Crowell has been kind of heating up the last couple weeks. I'm not starting him against Jags D that has just been erasing the run game ever since they traded for Marcel Darius. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I'm not starting any Browns. And then How about Duke Johnson. No. Oh, okay. A deep play I'm considering, uh, and Harmon wrote about it, and you just you look at the matchup and everything is Mercedes Lewis. Could, oh could yeah, mix. I wrote him up as a streamer. Yeah, he was Browns give up like third most fantasy yeah. points per game to tight ends. Yep, they've given up a bunch of touchdowns too. So if Bortles does take to the air a little bit, Mercedes Lewis could be in the mix more so perhaps than D.D. Westbrook, who's getting his first real game action of the Atta year. baby. Nice. Baltimore taking on Green Bay in Lambeau. Brett Hundley hamstring full participant Thursday. Matt Harmon, what do you got? Yeah, so uh, Brett Hundley obviously had his best game of the season last week. I, I think we bears. right. I think we talked about that on uh, Monday's podcast pretty mm -hmm. extensively. But Indeed. I think I think we could you know expect a pretty reasonable game out of a guy like Devontae Adams, who is really looking like that team's top receiver, at least Brett Hundley's top receiver. Sure. We just talked about air yards. He definitely leads the team in intended air yards from Brett Hundley. Uh, and Jordy Nelson is a close second, but of course we know not much, not many raw targets going his way, and literally nobody else is involved. So on the Packers right now, we're really just looking at Adams, in my opinion, and Jamal Williams, who should get volume as Aaron Jones is going to be out for a while. And I know they're saying, like, Ty Montgomery is – Available, potentially, maybe, possibly, possibly. Yeah, yeah. But, but no. I, come yeah. on, man, just sit, just sit that guy out. Yeah, just for a sit him. While. Let him heal. Let, let the dude's ribs heal. For <laughs> yeah, <God's sake>. yeah, <laughs> yeah. Seriously. So I think that's pretty much all you're looking at on the Green Bay side. And then on Baltimore, the only player that I really like this. So this running back situation, I feel like, has a potential to be a real nightmare because yeah, you've absolutely. got you've Alex got, Collins is there. You've got Alex Collins as the two down grinder, but you've also got Terrence West coming back. Is West going to eat into Collins' role, or is he, he just going to stay? This week too? He is. Uh, he's he's, oh. he's, he's yeah. Well, he's at least practicing. Yeah, he's practicing. So and Woodhead might come back, and that's what I'm saying. And then you've got Woodhead to come in and to eat into Buck Allen's role, but I don't know if Woodhead, who has not played since week one, yeah. is just going to right away relegate Buck Allen completely out of the picture. So. Honestly, all these guys, I think you can play Collins, but that's so. it. I, I wouldn't want to play either of the other two guys. Woodhead, obviously, I think is worth an add, holding on to, seeing what happens. I love Jeremy Macklin in this and game. And that's what I was going to say. The only guy that I really want to play on the Ravens' offense is Absolutely. Jeremy Macklin. who love him in this game. Really started to trend up uh, before the team's bye. Uh, he had that big game. Well, he was on his way to have a big game against the Dolphins, uh, unfortunately, uh, Joe Flacco went out of that game oh. and uh, then had to play with Ryan Mouth the rest of the contest. But then before the bye uh, against the Titans, he caught eight of his nine targets for 98 yards. Yeah. Beautiful. He should be healthy coming off uh, off the bye week. That's been an issue for him all season. And I think Macklin, honestly, talk about trades, he's maybe somebody you could still buy low on, but I think he's going to have a great close to the year. Uh, yeah, I, I would agree. say, though, the one thing I could consider is the Packers' defense might be in the play, in play well, against Joe yeah, Flacco. Yeah, they play Joe offense. Flacco, so. Yeah. But, and then for the, <laughs> the Ravens' defense, I know they've been a great fantasy defense, but yeah. surprisingly, uh, in Hunley's three starts, fantasy defenses have only scored three, four, and three points against him. Hmm. So like, because he's not he's not he's, turning the ball yeah, over because he's, he's not going downfield. Exactly. So the the 
like ceiling for a fantasy play, especially on the road against the Packers, and a limited offense is not very high for Baltimore. Interesting. I, I think I actually think they're an okay start, mostly because uh, Hundley's so sackable. If that makes any sense. If, the funny thing is, like you say that, but he's also. <laughs> it's like he's not going. He's not throwing far enough downfield to get picked off, and he's still running himself out of plays, but still not getting sacked. Right. Oh. You know, like that play last week when he just ran like ran 20, like yards, 20 backwards. yards backwards. Also, this is a fun stat. I just want to say while we're on yeah. the game. Well, not fun. It's kind of funny, but hat tip to uh, Zach Cruz on Twitter at Zach Cruz uh, with a K2. Joe Flacco has more completions for negative yards, 12, than completions of at least 20 yards. Oh, no. Oh, no. Gross. That's not good. Not great, <laughs> Bob. Bad. Oh. So bad. That's so crazy, too, because he's such a great downfield thrower, but okay. Uh, Detroit taking on Chicago in Soldier Field. French, what you got? Uh, yeah, on the Chicago side, for me, it's Jordan Howard or bust. Uh, the Lions have given up eight rushing touchdowns to running backs, which is tied to for the second most in the league. Interesting. Uh, and we saw a report, I think I saw on Roto World this morning, uh, Tariq Cohen hasn't been getting work because he's weak in pass pro, and that's why they've that's been running. That's the report anyway. Yeah, that's, that's what John Fox said. Um, so, you know, Tariq Cohen's out. You're not starting Benning Cunningham or anyone else in Chicago, really. Uh, Lions D... I wrote them up as a streamer against Trubisky, uh, you know, one-dimensional Bears offense. Uh, Matt Stafford's been on a roll lately. I think 18-plus yeah. fantasy points in each of his last three games, but he's historically struggled against the Bears. Last year in two games against them, he averaged 218 pass yards, a 1-4 to four touchdown interception ratio. Interesting. Uh, and the Bears' Ds allowed just one passing touchdown in their last four games, and I believe it was to Brett Hundley. Uh, yeah, so buddy. Bears D is uh, very underrated. They're a top 10 fantasy defense. They're crazy, um, defense. crazy man. And then for the Lions receivers, Galladay came back last week, but he right. only played 10 snaps, which was 20% of the offensive snaps. Marvin Jones went into hiding. Yep. I don't think you can start either of these guys, but you are going to start Golden Tate. He's the volume guy there. He's been pretty consistent all year. Um, and then Amir Abdul, he's not getting volume to have a high ceiling. He's had a decent floor in each of the last two weeks because he's scored touchdowns. So, Which is shocking. Which is kind of shocking. <laughs> he also had two fumbles in that one game. But I think you can start Abdullah as like a low-end flex yeah. if, it's if, so funny. If, if you need to. But I remember I, I just did an interview last week, and, um, and they were asking me about Detroit. And, and the one thing I said was, Detroit – Jim Bob Cooter, please, for the love of Jesus, stop running the ball on goal-to-go situations. And, of course, they run the ball on goal-to-go, and it's a touchdown. So that's in your face. In your face. I would say uh, if Haters. you are desperate, too, Dontrell Inman could be in the mix. He was on the field for 95% of their offensive snaps and yeah. uh, tied for the team lead with eight targets in his first game with them. It makes sense. I mean, you know, I don't know what kind of volume he's going to see, but, yeah. If they, well, I mean, sense. the Bears, the Bears <laughs> no, no, I mean, he's fall I, behind, and, like, if there is volume, he had eight targets last I mean, week. for God's sakes, look at their wide receiver room. I mean – it's him, Kendall it's Wright. It's him. Uh, what professional receivers do they have? I mean, it's just it's Dr. insane. Yeah, it's yeah. Dr. Dr. That's, that's literally it. It's crazy. Uh, Rams taking on Minnesota. Alex Gellar, what do you got? Oh, you yeah. let me talk about Harmon's Rams? Saucy oh, yeah. game. <laughs> well, they didn't want to let a, a fan oh, that's good. do too that's much good. talk. Yeah, too right. much bias. Right. Yeah, too much bias. As, as a lifelong Rams fan. <laughs> <laughs> a lifelong fan since 2017. Uh, okay, so this is a really interesting game. I hope it lives up to the billing because you've got one of the best offenses in the league going against one of the best defenses. Mm -hmm. uh, on both sides. On both sides. Both since, sides. Both since sides. His, we his week eight bye, and this might concern some people, Jared Goff has thrown for 666 yards. Oh! 666. Oh, my Lord. Say Look out. 
Oh, uh, my Lord. For seven touchdowns and no interceptions. What are you saying? He's, he sold his soul? He and Sean McVay might have been doing some deals uh, on the bye week. Oh, boy. That is an outrageous <laughs> accusation. Oh, boy. And Sorry. Let your homerism Listen, get out of here. Uh, cue up a Charlie Daniels band. Here we go. Let's do uh, it. <laughs> so the, the, the one worrisome thing is that they have to travel cross-country, the Rams do, basically, which West Coast teams going to the East Coast. I, this is an early game, too, so – you have to worry a little. I mean, not East Coast, Minnesota. I know where I can find it on a map. I'm not James Coe over here. Oh, jeez. I don't know. Burn. Don't know. No, it's not really not a burn. It's accurate. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a burn I'm at just all. just point to the lie in my <laughs> statement. It's not a burn. I don't even take offense to that. I mean, uh, uh, Where I think this game accurate. gets interesting is that Goff has been a very good deep passer this year in the in the system. He actually has Indeed. the fifth best passer rating on passes of 20-plus air yards and is tied Amazing. for the fourth most 50-plus air yards completions. Crazy. And the Vikings have been susceptible to the deep pass. Uh, they have a lot of passer rating. Is that right? 98.5. It's the eighth worst on God, deep passes this season. You would season. not expect that. Not with the secondary with Xavier Rhodes. That's good information. So they they could get beat there. I think Goff's more of the lower-end streamers this week, not as high as we had in the last couple. Okay. Todd Gurley, I mean, leading the NFL in scrimmage yards. We want to start Fire him. that up, baby. The wide receivers, the only one I feel like I would relatively trust okay. is um, – Robert Woods, not just because he's been on fire, the volume's been there. Yeah. But Watkins could draw Xavier Rhodes more often because he lines up the most at left wide receiver. And if Rhodes doesn't shadow anybody, which I, I don't know, maybe I'm wrong. I don't think this is a shadow type game for him. Uh, yeah, they haven't been like strict about where they want to where they want to deploy him or not. Like, yeah. To, to shadow, like he didn't shadow Michael Thomas in week one hardly at all, but then he did shadow around Evans and Brown and hasn't been doing it much No, but I mean, so like Robert Woods doesn't feel like I a feel like he shadowed Golden Tate. Right, we'll find out. Anyways. But anyway, so if he just stays on his typical side of the field, which is the right defensive side, he'd yeah. cover Watkins the most. And Cooper Cup, um, the, in the slot, the Vikings have allowed just one touchdown versus four interceptions there. So Interesting. Not, a, not a great matchup there. Robert Woods, the one I might trust. Uh, on the Viking side, I think Keenum's a decent play as well. Um, I mean, we saw last week the whole Keenum experience because he was lighting it up, but then also had a couple awful, <laughs> awful interceptions. Um, right. But uh, he's had uh, multi-touchdown games and back-to-back games, so yeah. like that there. Uh, we're starting Diggs and Thielen. I don't really think I need to provide nah. any analysis for those two guys. They're watch the tape. Just watch the tape. I think this is a big-time Jerk McKinnon game, or too, by the way. look at the numbers. I, I, and I was going to say, in the yeah, look <laughs> at the numbers, watch the tape. It all checks out for those guys. I like McKinnon in this game as well. Yeah. Um, they've split. He's split playing time pretty much down the middle with Murray, but uh, nine of Murray's 17 carries last week because he out-touched McKinnon came in the second half during which time the Vikings held leads of 18 and 15. Don't foresee them nursing yeah. an 18 or 15-point lead over the Rams. So, And not only that, I think the Rams have struggled a little bit against pass-catching running backs. Meanwhile, uh, anytime you have somebody like Aaron Donald up front, they're pretty good against your standard run. So yep. there you go. Rams lead the NFL in pl- pressure rate, and that would seem to think, like, yeah, they can get Jarek McKinnon involved on some screens. I agree. So it all checks out. And then, I mean, Kyle Rudolph has seven plus targets and five plus catches in five straight games. Now he hasn't crossed 50 yards in any of those, but uh, it's still like that kind of volume at tight end. We always say it's a disaster. So KC, New York Giants in New York, technically in New Jersey, but whatever. Matt Harmon, (laughs) go. Yeah, so on the Giants' side, I mean, Sterling Shepard is in another great spot here. Uh, the Chiefs are top three in targets and yards allowed to the wide receiver position and have allowed the most touchdowns and fantasy points to the position of the wide receivers. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we are looking for Shepard. up. Yeah, we're looking to fire up Shepard again. And, of course, Evan Ingram, uh, he's a volume monster. Uh, 
Orleans Darkwood kind of has the hold on the on the starting back job right yep. now, so I think he's like a, a RB2 play, I guess. Uh, this is the world we live in. Um, Eli Manning, I think, is a pretty solid streamer just because the Chiefs' defense isn't good. Um, and, you know, he was okay last week in a very similar spot uh, against the 49ers. So I think if you streamed him last week, you could roll him out. If he's on your waiver wire, I would – if you just lost Tyrod, I think that's a good replacement. I like it. Uh, on the on the Chiefs side, I mean, kind of know how wh- how their offense goes. You know, I think that this is I think this is a really good like get right spot for Kareem Hunt though, who hasn't Agreed. scored a touchdown since week three. The Giants have getting been beaten up all over the place. Um, they just lost Snacks Harrison too. Right, who's their best run defender by far. Uh, and Tyree Kill, you know, he should be in a position to. Uh, catch a big play in this one we've seen over the last two weeks gave up a long the Giants gave up a long touchdown to Sammy Watkins and then another long touchdown to Marcus Goodwin last week their defense is completely I mean just folded up yeah yeah they're they're done uh so I think you start your two guys there in uh in in Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey in the past game maybe even Demarcus Robinson as a as a deep sleeper no no I like it well well, we know we've already covered that's (laughs) happening Uh, but yeah, Demarcus Robinson maybe as a deep sleeper uh, against a team that has given up big plays, and he's been out there for a ton of snaps with Burt I, Wilson hurt. I'd have to look this up, but but Andy Reid after bye weeks two is just oh, yeah. an absolute monster. He's it's something six, like sixteen, 16 and two one or something. Sixteen oh, and two in there his you career. Go. That's amazing. It's crazy, man. That is an ins- that's a crazy record. But yeah, Andy Reid after a bye week, especially after a, uh, and remember going into the bye two, he had been absolutely skewered again for not getting Kareem Hunt involved. This might be a situation where Kareem Hunt gets a ton of volume, yeah. and we shall see. All right, I'm glad we're all on the same page on that, which means, of course, he's going to do nothing. Yeah, he'll do Stop nothing. it. Chark West, three Stop touchdown it. games. Stop. Stop. Stop it. Close your mouth. Don't do it. Stop it. Close your mouth. Washington <laughs> taking on the Saints. French, what do you got? Yeah, so the Saints side of the ball, you're starting Kamara, rushing touchdown in each of his last three games. Fire Mark Ingram in last five games has, I think, 300-yard rushing games and seven total touchdowns. Amazing. Like You're starting both of these guys. You're starting Michael Thomas. I think you can start Drew Brees. The Redskins were uh, kind of gashed by the Vikings pass game last yeah. last week. The wide receivers, uh, they allowed 251 yards and three touchdowns of Vikings wide receivers last week. So Injuries are finally catching up to that Washington unit. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. And then uh, on the Washington side of the ball, Rob Kelly was put on IR earlier this week. Indeed. So Chris Thompson is the play here. You know, Samaj P. Ryan might get a little bit of volume, but he doesn't inspire uh, much fantasy production confidence. <sighs> And the uh, you know the the Saints defense has been pretty good because they're just owning time of possession. So there might sure. it's Chris Thompson is the guy to start in this game. Um, and then Jordan Reed's probably going to be out again. So you're going to fire up Vernon Davis as you know a top ten tight end. I believe the Saints gave up a touchdown to Nick O'Leary last week. Uh, so you know huge huge name there scoring against the tight <laughs> or against the Saints tight end. But you know Vernon Davis been getting a ton of volume. I think he had 11 targets last week, so yeah, I buy the volume for sure. And then uh, maybe you can start Jamison Crowder and hope for some volume. He's kind of been trending up the last couple weeks. It's 13, just 11 targets his last two games. Yeah, there it is. yeah. There so it is. N- n- no one else in the Washington offense is uh, very reliable in terms of fantasy. So. All right, let's go to later games. Bills taking on LCH, the Chargers. Gilhar, what do you got? Uh, well, we are, I already made my piece about the Bills <laughs> off, yeah, off the top of the show. Yeah, let's just but focus on the Chargers. I know, we're focusing on the Chargers. That's what I was going to go to. So, yeah. uh, the Bills' pass defense has uh, shown some cracks lately. Uh, two of the last four quarterbacks to face them have thrown for over 300 yards, and the other two didn't need to because their ground attacks absolutely dominated. 
So I think if Rivers plays, this is still a decent spot. He could uh, offer a good floor. Um, I the, the running backs, I think, are in a great spot here. I mean, Buffalo has just been gashed. They've allowed destroyed four, 495 rushing yards to running backs, over six yards per carry, and seven rushing touchdowns since they traded Marcel Darby. Jeez. That is just – In two weeks. Abysmal. Right? That's yeah. insane. Um, so <laughs> Melvin Gordon had uh, 16 carries, 27 yards last year. was a bit of a disaster. Austin Eckler, yeah, James's buddy. fan, came in and yeah, uh, dominated. But that late fourth quarter fumble concerns me a little bit. Like the coach gonna o- coach is going to overcorrect, go back to their workhorse. Interesting. I really think they're both in play here, though. Um, yeah. This, this defense has been bad. Uh, Keenan Allen, as we know, hasn't scored a touchdown since week one. He has just two weeks with over 68 receiving yards. Ugh. But this could be a spot for him to <laughs> come back sure. a little bit. Uh, the Bills have struggled, uh, and they've just gave up a season-best performance to Michael Thomas. Nine catches, 117 yards on 10 targets. Right. Um, Hunter Henry, like, he's only 18 yards over the last two weeks. So so the one thing about Mike Williams getting healthy for the Chargers, in I asked Next Gen Stats to look into it, but uh, ever since Mike Williams has gotten healthier, the Chargers have run a lot more 11 personnel versus 12 personnel, oh. 12 personnel being uh, double tight end set. So – um, in 11 personnel, it's just less opportunities for Hunter Henry to be out there. He's really starting to split snaps uh, in 11 personnel with Antonio Gates, as we know. So a little more in there as well. Yeah, so, so you know, just um, I think the whole Hunter Henry thing, if Mike Williams is starting to get healthier, if he's starting to heat up, I, man, I'm, that's I'm good, off That's of a good Hunter thing Henry. to know and word of caution because, I mean, prior to that, he'd had 12 catches for 205 yards and a touchdown in the three weeks, but uh, that's dangerous. And then – with Nathan Peterman making his first start of the season, I think the Chargers are one of the oh better streaming gosh, options yes. of the week. 100%. They're tied for second in the NFL with sacks right now with 29 and could just absolutely feast. Both on of those ends they got are just absolutely destroying people. I've, I've picked up the Chargers in a lot of places to stream yeah, them this I week. I love them. Uh, Sunday Night Football, Philadelphia at Dallas. For Dallas, Dez, knee, ankle, DNP Wednesday. For Philadelphia, Zach Ertz, remember, missed week 10 with a bad hamstring, but it does look like he is on track to play. So, again, Dez, questionable. Zach Ertz, uh, you know, I guess it's probable if they had that designation, but it looks like he might play. Uh, Matt Franchise, what do you got? Philadelphia taking on Dallas. Yeah, man, you're just firing up Dez, obviously. Uh, I think he practiced Thursday morning. I just saw an oh, update okay, there, there so he's Perfect. back at practice. That's good. Uh, you're firing up. Uh, I guess he can start Alfred Morris as a flex, but, I mean, Philadelphia has been pretty good against the run, so it's not a uh, – not too excited about it, but he'll get the volume. He's, you know, we talked about this Monday. He's the starting running back there, and then Rod Smith works in on passing down. So right. if Dallas does get behind, I mean, they were behind last week, and Rod Smith didn't do much, but uh, the Eagles also give up a lot of receiving yards to running back. So I don't know. You just got to kind of figure this one out. I feel like this might be a Rod Smith week. Yeah. Tyron Smith missed practice again. Yeah. No, he's yeah, definitely he probably not going to play. If he's out, that's just that's Eagles. Uh, bad news. Eagles lead the NFL with 142 pressures, and the next place team doesn't even have 130. Oh, whoa. Uh, okay, that's um, not good. Yeah. So, and I'm starting the Eagles defense in in a couple leagues. Hold uh, up. They are, were, we, are we playing Dak Prescott then, or are we not? Yeah, I think you play Dak. I mean, it's hard to get away from the talent, but you I mean, what okay? We, so you just, think what we just saw against Atlanta? If that's the game script again, 
But even then, he got you 13 points. The other thing is – I I don't think he's going to crater. The the other thing is the the Eagles' pass defense has been kind of weak, but they've been injured all year. I think Ronald Darby is practicing again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which kind of makes that pass defense a little stronger. So, it's a tough week. But with all the bad quarterbacks playing, I think you can roll roll Dak out. I'm concerned in places where I have Dak, but I know he's got the talent to deliver. overcome. And if it's a negative game script, you think he's going to be passing a lot. Um, And then on the Eagles side, Ertz is back healthy. You know, he missed with a hamstring week nine. Uh, You're you're firing up all your Eagles. I love Jay Ajayi this week. Like you said, the running backs are kind of deeper plays behind Ajayi. Uh, Alshon Jeffrey, uh, Nelson Aguilar. Get them all going. Get them all going. Carson Wentz, obviously. Do it all. Do it all. Monday Night Football. Atlanta taking on Seattle. Alex Gilhar, what do you got? Uh, This is an interesting game as well. Uh, Richard Sherman's out for the year now. Earl Thomas is supposed to come back, but But he's still still dinged up. So that could open up some things in the passing attack. That being said, I still don't want to start Matt Ryan. He uh, has only had two passing touchdowns in four games this year. Three of them have come in his last three games. However, his highest fantasy finish is still QB 11. (laughs) Like, the yardage isn't there. He's still turning over the ball. He already has more interceptions this year than he did all last year, so I'm worried about that. We touched on Tevin Coleman. I think both Julio Jones and Mohamed Sanu, though, are in good play as like wide receiver plays this week. Interesting. Julio Jones last year when he what when they played the Seahawks and he was not covered by Richard Sherman right. had a perfect passer rating when Matt really? Ryan targeted him. Interesting. Caught all six of his targets for I lost the yardage but a touchdown as well. Okay, great. So Julio Julio should be in play. Sanu offers a safe floor. Austin Hooper has had uh, like six targets, I think, in each of his last three games, and he's had 40-plus yards and a touchdown in two of those. So okay. they're, they're involving him a little more as this offense kind of heats up. And then as for the Seahawks, I mean, running backs, no. <laughs> Just <laughs> Def not. don't do it. <laughs> friends don't Fair let enough. friends start the Seahawks running backs. Fair enough. Uh, Russell Wilson has been on fire, 19-plus fantasy points in six of his last seven games. He's had multiple passing touchdowns in all but one of those. Uh Jimmy Graham is finally being used in the red zone. He has uh, six of his receiving touchdowns uh, come in the last five games. Sure. During which time he has more red zone targets than the entire rest of the team. Go Whoa. get it. Touchdown uh, beast. Touchdown beast. Go. Yeah. Uh, by uh, the way, producer Erica is, uh, is, is, is dying. dying on us here. She's, uh, I think I she's just, out. She's a, gone. A lung and some other organs They're just coughed up. Oh, very she just quit. So. Very yeah. unfortunate. Yeah. She, she <laughs> just quit. Uh, and so then, uh, <laughs> obviously, Doug Baldwin, the volume guy. Uh, Tyler Lockett and Paul Richardson have been kind of boomer bust flex plays. This yeah. could be a game where it's a shootout and they're more in play, but it's it's tough to tough to swallow because they've they've disappointed of late. Yeah, Seattle at home too. They're 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 a lot better. So I, I don't uh, I don't hate it. I, I you know again, if you're looking for dart throws, both those guys certainly in play. All right, go to the website again, NFL.com/slash/fantasy/matchups if you'd like more information on Bucks, Dolphins, Arizona taking on Houston and Cincy at Denver. All right, let's get to Daily Daps and get out of here. Daily Daps. Daps, 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 Daps. Alex Gilhart, get us kicked off. Uh, I went and saw a really good movie last night uh, called The Florida Project. Shock. Was it at the cinema? Cinema. Yes. Oh, it was at the cinema. I enjoyed some cinema. And I enjoyed a beer as well. Shock, right? Did you get extra cheese on your popcorn? I didn't even have popcorn. (laughs) Probably. Yeah. But he did eat eat lobster nachos and lobster beer beforehand. Oh, lobster beer? I mean, lobster... Lobster, lobster beer. and daily, beer. Daily daps to lobster and beer. That place. I was gonna say, well, but but he had lobster nachos, which has cheese on it. Oh, oh so, so you got you, your bases are covered. Yeah, yeah. you got beer, cheese, uh, and so the cinema. Probably right. had we'll a coffee you, on the drive home. We'll let you speak. Can I, fi- can I finish? <laughs> can I finish? A holes. Uh, so lobster <laughs> and beer, delicious. Quickly yes. becoming one of my favorite spots in Good. the area where we work. 
But the movie, The Florida Project, was really, really good. Um, it's kind of it's from this director, Sean Baker. It's his second feature film, I think. Uh, and his whole kind of style is very like slice of life, um, documentary almost ish. So this okay. story tells uh, it tells the story of a young girl and her mom who live in uh, like a hotel, basically in like the Florida Projects kind of thing. And uh, they're living week to week. She's trying to scrap money to afford the house and just kind of like it follows this young girl. And uh, Willem Dafoe plays the hotel slash apartment manager. And it was just like a really, really well acted, well told kind of slice of life story about these people. And it was nice because it's not like trying to make some sort of heavy handed statement like we need to help all these people or stuff. It's just like these are these are people and this is how they live. And here's their story. And it really focuses on the young girl. And she just gives a tremendous performance. And. Cool. Really enjoyed it, so it's going to be hard for a lot of people listening to this podcast to see because it's like super indie and not Actually, everybody lives in LA and stuff. Super indie, but um, very when it comes out on like on demand or something, check it out. Florida Project, very good movie. I cool. like it, Matt Franchise. What do you got? I'm gonna daily daps the Great British Baking Show. Hell yeah, dude! On Netflix. Hell yeah, that show is lit. Oh, dude, it is. And I know it sounds super dorky. And, I know. And yeah, you're like, no. oh, why the hell would I be watching the uh, Great British Baking Show, dude? Dude, wait, I watched. Is, there's three seasons. This? It's it's a cooking contest, but in Britain, and they're they're baking in England, and it's home bakers, and they go to this tent somewhere, and I don't know like where it films Some or English anything. countryside. Yeah, yeah, and they yeah. Ha- they have like three challenges, and there's judges that are like famous, you know, legendary bakers, and they judge their things, and they do like technicals. Mary Berry. Mary Berry. Yeah. She's like this older woman who's like a, a an expert. And I've uh, never watched it, but anybody I know that has watched it loves it. It's that so show. good. There's three seasons on Netflix. I've watched the first two. I'm halfway through the third one, yeah. so I'm kind of sad because it's going to end, and I'm not going to have any seasons left. But it's just like a great – it's an hour long, and it's very, like, relaxing because yeah. they're just, like, regular people, and they half the time they – don't know what they're doing they give them these surprise <laughs> technical challenges it's and right. they were like it's you know wonderful. they give you a recipe with like bullet lists of like make the dough can i just can i just like, say Whoa. i daily dap this i think like i don't know i don't know how long ago but i remember daily dapping it and being effing ridiculed oh really in the podcast oh i Thank apologize if i ridiculed you <laughs> i don't think i don't think i was present for it's that. a pretty popular <laughs> show though a lot of people are like yeah i watch that all the time I'm oh yeah. my god such a great show it's it's awesome it's such a great show. it's on netflix so yes. check it out it's nothing Do more it, insulting than somebody daily dapping something you got made fun of for like months later <laughs> if i'm if i want to be like oh really that's great yeah yeah, yeah and then it's like again if i made fun of you i'm sorry that's <laughs> like oh man i think it's uh just you <laughs> We just can't I really think, trust uh, your taste. That's I think that's accurate. <laughs> well, definitely. that is a, that's definitely accurate. Uh, I will daily dap a fellow by the name of uh, Daily Daily <laughs> David Sedaris. <laughs> David Sedaris is uh, is this guy's name. I went to a show uh, for uh, a famous author uh, named David Sedaris. He's a humorist. Um, uh, just he, he has a ton of books out there. <laughs> <laughs> I wish. Oh man, this is why I wish this could be on video. Uh, but uh, producer Erica it had to came back in, put her headsets on, started coughing up again, and then left the room again, and is now watching the podcast very creepily from outside. And See, if we were a real podcast, none of, like if we were respected in the studio, and, and we were in the podcast studio, right. studio, none of this would be happening. That's a good point because then she would be behind the glass, yeah. and you would never know, anyways. Right, right, exactly. But no, we're we're in the conference room. We're in the uh, resistance radio. Resistance radio. Uh, I don't even know where I was going. David Sedaris, go check him out. If you if you you need, so he has a lot of books, and he's got some audio books as well. So and those are all great and terrific. Um, part of his, but if you ever get the chance 
because he does a lot of touring. If you ever get the chance to go watch one of his shows, go watch one of his shows. It is absolutely fantastic. It's um, it's kind of like a raunchier Larry David type humor. Um, like a big part of his bit yesterday was uh, he was on an airplane, you know, uh, on tour or whatever, doing these speaking engagements, and there was some poor old man in front of him uh, that crapped his pants. Oh. And and he had to do the whole walk of shame through the through the aisles and going into the bathroom and uh, you know oh, the <laughs> as the plane was landing the Stinky. stewardess is, is is banging on the door like sorry you got to sit down and he's got to do the whole walk of shame back now to his seat oh. and then he was basically saying like if it, when that happens to me because it will <laughs> it happens to us all when you poop your pants I'm gonna go into that bathroom crush my glasses and kill myself so that was his. <laughs> That was his whole. Yeah, might as well. That was his whole thing because you can't come back from that. No. no. That was his thing. That's the rock uh, bottom. Right. That is rock but You can't come back. By the way, if the name Sedaris sounds familiar, it's because his sister Amy, Amy Sedaris, voices yes. uh, the wonderful Princess Caroline on the great show Bojack Horseman. I can't. Ah. I, I was. He he writes about her and talks about her a lot, and and um, I can only. I mean, this guy, I'm telling you, is absolutely hilarious. Uh, but anyways, I can only imagine what their family functions are like. I'm sure it's absolutely hysterical. But uh, so daily daps to David Sedaris. I went to go catch his show in uh, faraway Irvine yesterday. That's how much I went to go watch. Very, very far uh, from the west side here. In LA. <laughs> very far. I just got a gross. Wow. No, I mean like, cause, like I mean it's, it's awesome far. that you went that far to see it. But like yeah. going to Irvine is like gross. It's 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 a trek. It's it's in Orange County, but when it you think of Orange County and people like outside are like. Oh, like Laguna Beach and stuff. It's like, nah, Irvine is not that. Uh, it's not, and, and not only that, but too, it's like it took us what, like I don't know, like an hour and ten minutes. Right. Um, and we live in Redondo Beach, which is like kind of like you know, part way down there. Like yeah. if you had to drive from West LA to to Irvine, that's a good hour, hour and, and a half, half, hour forty-five. At right. Least. And it's like you're thinking, okay, well, it's in the same state. It's like that's why this is why Californians don't know their geography. Like an hour and a half away for us. Like when somebody told me, oh, I live in Philadelphia, but I work in New York. I'm like, what kind <laughs> of psychopath are you? Yeah. You have to be an absolute psychopath to cross state lines. Nah, son, there's a train. No, I know. Nah, son, there's a <laughs> train. I know. And that's what's crazy. That's what's absolutely. It's very efficient Anyways. there on the East Coast. I know. I know. Anyways, whatever. So there you go. Uh, who are we on? Matt Harmon? Yeah, sure. Go ahead. Harm chies. Yeah, I don't wow, know. Wow, I just absolutely dominated that one. Sorry about that. That's <laughs> yeah, all right. You had a good thing to share. You had a good good thing to discuss. I also had Erica, uh, producer Erica, just absolutely dying, dying over here. It's cool. Yeah, I, well, I closed the blinds on her. It's fine. Yeah, yeah, that was very nice. I, I couldn't stop coughing. It just wouldn't stop. It happens. The poor girl out at her desk was like, you want to go, you go back inside? Oh, really? <laughs> well, I'm, I was just like, I was like I'm sorry. I oh. can't stop coughing. Just wouldn't stop. It's rough. Unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, what the hell was I going to daily dabs? I don't know. Oh, well, hey, daily dabs too, Erica, because she got us on the Pick'em show, which oh, we yes. have yet to correct during this uh, show. Yes. Uh, the Pick'em airs. I apologize. We should definitely, you should all check it out. Yes. It airs Saturday. on Saturday at 8 a.m., uh, 3 p.m., and 11 p.m. Eastern. Eastern. Eastern time. Yeah. And if you are a real psychopath, it airs at 6 a.m., Eastern, Eastern time. time. Sunday. Sunday. Sunday so, which is great. If you're here on the West Coast and tanked still up at 3 a.m., you can watch it then, too. <laughs> on what network am I looking <laughs> on? On NFL that? Network. Oh, NFL right. which Network. would make sense. It's the NFL Pick'em Show. Is where we I work. Just, yeah, like so we're, we're going to be picking a game, and you will not want to miss what we do during it. It's 
something to behold. It's it, fun. Something. it was a fun time. It, it was, was a good. Time. It was a good time. So daps to Erica for getting us on that. Yes. Daps for all of you in the future uh, for watching it. Yes, indeed. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, that's it. There you go. The future. Uh, loose cannon. I'm just happy to be here. You're happy yeah, to be daily alive. daps like <laughs> you being alive. <laughs> daily daps to oh, life. Gosh. I'm just I'm living my best life. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there you go. What Yolo. 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 You know. You yep, only live once. That's that. Yeah, there it is. Fun. Uh, for producer Erica, for Alex Gelhar, for Matt Harmon, Matt Franchise, I am James Coe. We're out. See you later. Introducing the first ever Grand Highlander, a mid-sized SUV with the ideal combination of space, performance, style, and advanced tech. The roomy Grand Highlander boasts three spacious rows with available seating for up to eight. It's available 362 horsepower. Hybrid Max powertrain on limited and platinum trims delivers the power, acceleration, and efficiency so your family can take on any adventure. There's even a standard digital key, a panoramic view mirror, and a 12.3-inch multimedia touchscreen so you always arrive on time. Live life grander in the first-ever Toyota Grand Highlander. Learn more at toyota.com slash Grand Highlander. Introducing the Lisa Chill Collection, your answer to hot nights. These mattresses beat the heat with ultra-cool covers, whisking away heat for the perfect sleep temperature. Save up to $460 on chill mattresses and get two free pillows when you shop now. iHeart listeners can save an extra $50 off by visiting lisa.com forward slash iHeart. That's L-E-E-S-A dot com slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. This is where projects come to life. Our showrooms are designed to inspire with the latest products from top brands, curated in an inviting, hands-on environment, and a team of industry experts to support your project. We'll be there to make sure everything goes as planned, from product selection to delivery coordination. At Ferguson Bath, Kitchen, and Lighting Gallery, your project is our priority. Find great brands like Monogram at your local showroom or visit us online at ferguson.com build.